This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric. I am taking this episode solo today. I'm going to cover a book called Where We Want to Live, a subtitle of Reclaiming Infrastructure for a New Generation of Cities. This is a book written by Ryan Gravel, and it was the final book on my 2018 reading list of 52 books. So this was book 52, and it was a good one. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Ryan Gravel, the author. Ryan was a graduate student at Georgia Tech in the late 90s, and he wrote a master's thesis that has completely transformed the city of Atlanta. And so I want to start off and and talk a little bit about Ryan, and then I want to get into the reasons I chose this book. And after that, I want to talk about one idea, one big idea that we can take away from this, this book. So first, uh, starting off with with Ryan, Ryan was a graduate student at Georgia Tech, and he wrote a thesis paper of con- uh, about connecting four separate rail lines that had surrounded Atlanta. Atlanta really started as a, a railroad hub, and it was that before the Civil War, and then during the Civil War, it, it was pretty much destroyed, but... Uh, the, the symbol for Atlanta is the phoenix. It, it rose from the ashes and once again became another railroad hub. Uh, but as part of that, there was an outer loop around the city of Atlanta consisting of four different railroad lines. So these, this, this outer perimeter was not connected, but it was four separate lines. And this would create uh, what's called a, a belt line uh, out, outside the city as a perimeter. And this, this eventually went into disrepair, these, these lines did, uh, with the advent of, of the trucks. Um, trucks being able to, to, to travel a lot easier and, and not along one, one pathway. And so eventually these, these lines became uh, to where they were not being used and in, into disrepair, where, where you'd have plants and trees and stuff growing over these rail lines. And it was also a place where a lot of crime started happening, prostitution, drugs, that sort of thing. But it was within the city limits, so it's an area where where people are starting to want to live, but just not not a good place, not a place you want to be. And so Ryan's idea in his his graduate thesis was that he would connect these four lines and create a, a light rail system that would go around the city of Atlanta. This would then connect at at least two different points with MARTA, which is the the main subway and above ground train that goes to Atlanta uh, in in and around the Atlanta area. You can get to the airport using that. Uh, I used to take a lot to get to uh, my graduate school of, of Georgia State in in downtown Atlanta, and a lot of people take it to sporting events and in that sort of thing. So it connects to that. As well, and so that that was Ryan's idea was to to combine these lines, and, and over time it, it expanded to include a greenway, so not just 
uh, light rail around the city, but also a place where you could walk or run, uh, bike. And, and so the idea was that uh, businesses would start building along this belt line and, and then there would be residential options as well. So you could hypothetically live uh, along the belt line. And if your work was such that you could get to it from the belt line, you could either bike or walk or, or, or run to the, to the office. You could go get groceries and, and that sort of thing. So this thesis in 1999 eventually became reality. And in 2004, they started breaking ground in Atlanta and, and started doing small sections of this 22-mile belt line to where in a, a, over a 25-year timetable, so roughly 2005 to, to 2030 is when it should be closing, uh, this, this will connect around the city at 22 miles and it will connect over 40 neighborhoods and if you know anything about the history of Atlanta I mean there there's pretty much dividing lines and dividing roads to where one side would be white and the other side would be black and this belt line is connecting neighborhoods that have never really been connected before it's it's connecting a city that has historically been divided. And so there're just there's so many pieces to this to this belt line in how it's reshaping the city. It's it's reshaping how people think about Atlanta. Atlanta has always been known as a place of sprawl and and here this this master's thesis changed all that. And so it's just it's a cool story. Uh, I wanted to read the book. It's it's written by the guy who wrote the master's thesis at Georgia Tech. And so you get a lot of insight into, into what went, went into all of this and it's just a, a cool story. But as I want to share later, it's also a good book just to, to think about your own projects, to think about projects you may be, you may be going for or considering in the, in the near future. So even though a lot of this book deals with the Atlanta Beltline and me uh, having lived in Atlanta for for a long time, that that was very interesting to me. I, I think you would still get a lot out of this book, even if you don't know Atlanta or don't 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 care about the Beltline. You, you'll still get a lot out of this book just from the fact that it that it deals with projects and and thinking big. So now I want to get into why I chose this book. Uh, I, I mentioned that around the two thousand four two thousand five time frame is when when the city of Atlanta started. Uh, building some of these lines and just taking it a, a couple miles at a time. And they built one uh, a mile from where I moved in 2004. So I moved to Midtown Atlanta. I bought a, a small condo right in the heart of the city. And probably uh, later in, in the early, in the 2000s, um, I switched my running. I used to run around Georgia Tech's campus, which is funny because that's where uh, where Ryan did his thesis. And I started running on this thing called the Beltline. And I ran on this eastern portion that was two miles long. And it, it was amazing because here you have this this huge stretch of, of trail and there were no traffic lights I had to stop at. It was just a continuous loop. It had beautiful views of the Atlanta skyline there were a ton of people on it. There were people biking. There were people running. There were people walking. Uh, I could get to grocery stores, and I, I could I could get to neighborhoods that 
it was easier to get to by running than it would have been to drive to it. And so that, that was, that was one really cool thing about that. And, and, uh, like Ryan, I, I just love cities. I love being in cities. And so I loved exploring Atlanta. And, and once this small initial section of the Beltline came about, it was, it was really exciting. And, and after I got married, my wife and I would walk on the Beltline quite often. And then we, uh, when, once we had our, our daughter, we would, we would, take her in a stroller and, and go on the Beltline, walk to a coffee shop. Um, it, it was just really, really cool. And, and it, it's, it's fun to see how this thing has expanded. So to be able to read a book about how that, how that got started was, was really a neat experience. And then also to have that book go into a lot more details, just about uh, overall thinking about projects and thinking big. It was, it was a really fun, fun book. And, and I enjoyed it a lot. So I, I want to talk a little bit now about projects and, and about some of the big ideas that were, were in this book. So Ryan Gravel talks about infrastructure projects like this, uh, projects that, that create uh, ownership by others. Um, you, you would hear a lot of people talk about the Beltline in Atlanta. Is that this is my Beltline. This is our Beltline. And so Ryan talks about these as being catalyst projects and, and catalyst projects that, that cat, catalyst infrastructure projects that open up other opportunities. So at first it was just going to be light rail around the city. And then uh, there was a group in Atlanta called Path and they were about connecting different greenways. And so now you had not just light rail, but you had the idea of a, of a greenway. Uh, later on, there were art exhibitions along the, the Greenway. And, and so all these ideas just, just sprung about. People all over the city were, were into this, were excited, and it didn't matter what political background. Uh, the city really came together for this idea, and it ended up solving a lot of problems that other ideas didn't solve in, in this great of a, of a way. So that's the, that's the one thing I want to highlight from this book is, is what's something that you're thinking about? What's a problem that you're coming into contact with that, that needs a solution? Because in, in this example, Atlanta was full of solutions for traffic problem. Atlanta is known for sprawl. There, there are a lot of ideas and, and about widening roads, uh, building more roads, and, but all of those things would, would have just made the problem worse because wider roads would have made it possible for more people to travel there and more people to move out, outside of the city. This had the impact of actually having people desire to, to move back into the city and, and, and to, to be to where they might not even need a car, depending on uh, if they worked and, and lived alongside the, along the Beltline. So I want to highlight a few quotes from the book. One, uh, and this is the idea of um, these infrastructure projects. In sharp contrast to car-dependent sprawl, which has an uncanny ability to make every place look the same, these big ideas can leverage the authentic character and value of a place. Done well, catalyst infrastructure support our human desire for uniqueness, identity, and meaning in the places where we live and work. 
so this idea of of utilizing these rail lines that were already there, they were already in the ground. We're not we're not having to to raise a bunch of ground or or move people so that we can take down their houses to to build new things in the city. We're utilizing something that's already there. It's something that people are angry about because there's prostitution and drugs. And and it's something that harkens back to the history of Atlanta, the founding of Atlanta, really, the the railroad hub. And here's another quote that, that goes into that. The Atlanta Beltline does support a kind of preservation concept for the city's identity by memorializing its origin as a railroad town and adapting those railroads as a reclaimed framework for an inspired new vision for its future. I want to read one one other quote in, in talking about ideas and in, in thinking about ideas that could be these catalyst projects. This was this was a quote that had really spoken to Ryan. Um, and it's by a guy named Daniel Burnham. And this was written many years ago, so it's uh, talking about sons and grandsons but uh let's let's think of that as as children and um so here we go make no little plans they have no magic to stir men's blood and probably themselves will not be realized make big plans aim high in hope and work remembering that a noble logical diagram once recorded will never die but long after we are gone will be a living thing asserting itself with ever-growing insistency Remember that our sons and grandsons are going to do things that would stagger us. Let your watchword be order and your beacon beauty. Think big. I thought that was really cool. Uh, the final thing I want to do here was just share some notes I took while I was reading this book. Just what, what the Beltline did for the city of Atlanta. So the Beltline reinvigorated the railroad, the reason the city started in the first place. It revitalized dead, unused spaces. It utilizes land that could not easily be changed due to the train tracks being there. It makes it possible for reverse sprawl for people to move back into the city. It connects neighborhoods by a walking path that have always been segregated. It didn't really require tearing anything down to build, which in Atlanta, that's they, that's what they do a lot is, is they, they will tear down historic buildings to make way for the new. But uh, this, this did not do that. It incentivizes growth along areas with great transit access, thus alleviating further traffic problems in a, in a city that is known for its horrible traffic. It's, it's a circle. It's a, it's a symbolic, it's a symbol of reconciliation. And it tackles obesity. It tackles health issues where you're getting people out and walking. It brought together people of different politics, races, and ideologies. That all from a master's thesis paper. And and Ryan says himself, he, you know, kind of hoped it might gain some traction, but uh, didn't necessarily expect it to uh, ever do what it has done to where it is. It has taken over the imagination of the city of, Atl- of Atlanta, and people own it. I mean, people want to be on the Beltline. They want. They can't wait for it to be finished. I mean, I, I remember running the that that initial two mile portion of it, and and getting to the end of it, and, and seeing the next portion. It wasn't. 
it wasn't ready yet, but just knowing that, uh, that this would all connect someday. I, I really, I, as a runner, I can't wait to, to run the 22 mile loop someday once it's, once it's all finished and, you know, maybe take some breaks and along, along the way and stop at some of the great restaurants that are, that are along the belt line now. But, um, but yeah, think big. If you're, you're considering a project, think big. And of all the different ideas out there, 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 there might be an idea like this that, that covers so many different parts, uh, causes people to, to want to be a part of it, causes people to want to own it and solves a, a lot of different problems and not just, not just one problem. So that, that's going to do it for me today. Uh, going forward, Jason and I will still be, be doing uh, episodes together. I will also be doing some of these solo episodes on, on some of the books that I've read. Uh, you, can, you can support us. You can support the podcast and our pa- Patreon page. And you can find that at booksoftitans.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter and have just joined Facebook as well. So we'd love to connect with you there. My whole purpose in starting this project was... Uh, to connect with people. I I love reading, but um, I also love talking to people about the books that I'm reading. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts if you've read some of the books I have, or if you have uh, recommendations or suggestions, uh, hit hit me up on on the platforms and and would, would love to talk. So I'll be back next week with another book. And until then, keep reading, keep improving, and keep it real.